0: Hey guys, it's Allison Creamer and I am here today uh, interviewing a home inspection company. Now, I know that we don't always do a lot of real estate related type of podcast on this, but right now I think we're in a little bit of a shift and some people might actually start waiving home inspections because there's a little bit of competition for great houses, but I wanted to have somebody on that can kind of tell us a little bit of crazy stories that they've seen, things that they uh, feel like might not be a problem, and then also introduce you to maybe the mindset of a local home inspector. So I'm here with Home Inspections Plus LLC, um, with Bob Greeley. He is the owner and operator of the company. You're yes. the, you actually do the inspections. Yes. Yeah. So you have in the, well, we'll even say on the ground experience Literally. when it comes to this. So Bob, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell the listeners a little bit about, um, you know, your skill, where you trained and uh, some of your experience level. And then we're we're actually going to talk about some crazy off the wall home inspection stories, which, I think would be really interesting to hear.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, my name is Bob Greeley, and I'm the owner of uh, Home Inspections LLC. I'm a- actually an AS- ASHI certified uh, home inspector.
0: Now, explain what ASHI is. Um,
1: ASHI is the American Society of Home Inspectors.
0: So it's not just you, you feel like I know a lot about homes, I'm going to open up my business. Right. Good, good. And that's important for people to understand.
1: Right. They're national. They're the ones who actually write the standards for what goes into home inspection, what's included, and what's typically not.
0: Okay, good. And uh, you had told me that you mentored out in California. Yes. Yeah, so we all know what happens in California shows up here about three <laughs> years later. <laughs>
1: right. Right.
0: So um, how long did you mentor in that environment?
1: Actually, uh, for a couple of years off and on. And uh, I worked with a friend of mine who's been inspecting for probably 20 years now. Yeah. And we did everything from condos and high-rise to uh, single families to you name it. We went around and took a look at it.
0: You know, I think that's the best way to start your career is in a mentor program. That's what I did for about five years before I became an agent. So, well, I, um, I always feel like People want to hear stories, not pitches. So I had asked you just a few minutes ago about some of the crazy off-the-wall inspections that you might have done. Um, so I'm sure there's a few that probably stick out in your mind. Tell me about the most unique home inspection uh, that you've had the pleasure of doing.
1: Well, I did do, I did do one a couple of years ago. That uh, Beautiful home, uh, five bedrooms, rebuilt uh, from a smaller home. And everything inside the house was beautiful. Uh, I found virtually nothing wrong with the interior of the house. And then I went down into the crawl space, and (laughs) that's where I discovered the plumbing that was leaking, uh, the piers under the house that were falling over. They were crumbling. They were made out of a combination of uh, bricks, uh, concrete blocks, pieces of plywood. Uh, pieces of lumber wow (laughs) um, no termite shields nothing to keep uh any of it together nothing actually mortared into place or glued together
0: so how how old was the original structure rough estimate um i was
1: estimating it at about 1951 52
0: and then they they added a second story to it yeah yeah so cosmetically a buyer would have walked in and probably
1: absolutely fell in love oh they did the buyers yeah. were madly in love with the property when I showed up, and uh, and the sellers were there too. The sellers insisted on staying uh, during during the whole thing and during the debriefing, which made it interesting.
0: Yeah, And everybody was probably beaming with pride until that report came out. Right. So share with me the very last kind of, oh my goodness, moment that, that you had just said about, was that the crawl space, or was that a different one? Right.
1: The uh, crawl space itself, the house was basically sinking into the mud, and okay. nobody really knew that.
0: I and wonder if the owner, the owner no, might not have even known it, which the owner The owners
1: didn't know, which was a, a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, the, the owners yeah. had no idea what was going on underneath the house, too, because their their home inspector actually couldn't get under it.
0: You said it was like maybe a foot high. It was,
1: I measured it. It was a foot high, the opening, and 16 inches wide.
0: Yeah. You had and to even, be really skinny to get under it. And in even
1: there. the termite, even the termite fellow showed up and said, well, good luck, and I hope you... Don't get stuck down there.
0: Well, I mean, that's a really good lesson for, for owners in general. Um, I know we live on a crawl, and my husband gets underneath probably once or twice a year. Plus, we good. have a moisture
1: termite guy that comes out.
0: Just because if those crazy things happen, you might not even recognize it. Oh, yeah.
1: No, the yeah. plumbing plumbing could be leaking down there for years, and you won't know until you sit on the toilet one day and it starts rocking.
0: <laughs> And the same with the attic. A lot of people never make their way into their attic right. to take a look around just to see if there's something. just like with medical, preventative is everything. If you catch it fast, there's a good chance that, that you can keep yourself from having a huge expense. Or an uh-oh like this young couple or this, I don't know if they were young, this couple yeah. when it was time to sell, they probably had no idea.
1: They had no idea that there was anything going on down there. They, they had no clue. That's and so they were completely blindsided. Crazy. Yeah. Um, and i don't think my i don't think my clients ended up buying the house. It's yeah. a sad thing.
0: Yeah. Well, so in your field um most of the time, people hire you when they're ready to buy a home. Um, sometimes they hire you when they're ready to sell a home, maybe right. for preventative. But we do a lot of that. If you're if you're a listener and you're just not mechanical, you're just not somebody who likes to get in the attic or get underneath the house. Now, is that would you go into somebody's house and just kind of do a, a baseline for somebody who just has no idea what they're looking for, more on a preventative scale? Oh,
1: sure. Oh, ins- inspectors in general do that all the time. Pretty much any home inspector. You can call them and say, hey, I've got concerns. I'm thinking about maybe a year or two putting my house on the market. Yeah. Um, I haven't been up in the attic, I haven't been in the crawl space. What do we, I have no idea what would happen if I were to sell it. Would you come in and take a look?
0: See, that that's a great idea. I mean, we have um, solicitations from appraisers on a regular basis saying, you know, the pre-appraisal review and things mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, just the idea of if you're getting prepared and you've got a year or two before you're ready to go, it might be even still a good idea to hire somebody to come in and, you know, just give a baseline. I mean, I know that uh, your certification requires a lot of education, but... Even if you can't give them the actual solve to what their problem is, you can identify. Hey, here's an area of concern. You you need to hire a HVAC contractor or a specific plumber to come in and make sure it's okay.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Because we we typically uh, we typically don't give uh, say cost estimates because that's beyond what we what we usually do. Yeah. But uh, we can we can normally say this is a this is going to be a little more expensive. This is going to be. Not a big deal.
0: Yeah. A lot of the home inspectors, uh, you know, some of the terminology I hear is is they're also able to kind of calm the person down to say, look, this is, it's not right, but it's typical for this age of home or it's typical for this region. Um, and I've, I've counseled some buyers to say, look, we may run into this problem again. Let's see if we can negotiate this Solve a problem so that they can keep the home that they want. So you know it's nice to have that third-party, unbiased person right. looking at the house. That they're getting, bottom line, they're getting paid whether it closes or not. So right. their interest is not the closing; it truly is making sure that the buyer is fully informed.
1: Right. Oh yeah. The um, and a lot of people don't real, don't remember too that houses really are like people. Mm-hmm. Um, the older they are, the more issues they may have. Um, if they've had a lot of work done, it, there's always a question of was it done? You know, was it done correctly, or was it done? You know, maybe not so. It's like that beautiful person that had lots of plastic surgery. Right.
0: <laughs> the inside might still need support. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
1: uh, you know, so a good inspector won't be an alarmist, but they're going to be maybe a tad skeptical. Yeah, they're not going to take they're not going to take anyone's word for it. Yeah. They're going to run the plumbing, they're going to check the pipes, they're going to check the AC unit, they're going to pull the panel off, they're going to go under the house, they're going to look for things that people wouldn't either know to look for or people might not be comfortable looking at. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm sure you could probably pick up on on you know a crazy fix that somebody did and while the untrained person may think that that's not going to be a problem you're able to identify areas that could like we said safety um major expense uh, or building code issues that potentially don't look right you know and could save them a lot of stress and money in the future oh sure
1: no i see that all the time i see things that were done uh crazy you know with plumbing the wrong the wrong type of piping being used here and there or uh, you know valves on hot water heaters not being set up right where mm-hmm. if they were to leak, it would be uh, really bad versus if they were done right, it wouldn't be a problem at all.
0: So it can, in your mind, can you besides the sinking home, <laughs> 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 is, there, is there any other um, is there any other things that you know a person coming in uh, ready to buy a home doing a home inspection um, should be aware of, uh, you know, and look at a little bit more in depth things that you consistently see that, appear to be normal but there really could be problems uh later on down the line that they just aren't aware of we mentioned earlier about uh plumbing slow drains on a slab
1: right um right if you have if you're buying a house on a slab that's kind of its its own type of deal i've lived in houses on slabs all my life except for one one house that i lived in that was on a crawl mm-hmm. but um, obviously with, the, with a slab you don't have access to the plumbing underneath uh, so you really got to make sure that things are good. And um, let's say, for instance, you've got a slow drain. That could be just a little hair clog, or it could be something that got stuck down there, maybe a child's toy or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, even if it's something relatively minor like that, you still want to check it out and make sure that it's not, uh, you know, going to wind up being something where you're jackhammer, jackhammering up the floor to have, to get to a pipe.
0: So, how long does your average home inspection last? Say it's a single-family house, fifteen hundred give or take square feet, three bedrooms, two baths. What's a rough estimate a buyer can expect
1: to be there? Uh, believe it or not, about three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, most inspectors take about that much time. Um, we write the report as we do the inspection, and so there's uh, there's no delay in getting the report. But it takes about that because we're up on the roof. We're you know we're in the crawl. We're walking around the outside. We're checking the gates and fences and. The siding and (laughs) Mm -hmm, running the tubs and running the whirlpool. So,
0: some of it is surface, you know, you can see it, the buyer can see it, but you still put it in the report just to have it all together. And then some of it is is deeper, it's pulling the electrical panel, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, getting up in the attic, it's getting in the crawl space, things like that, that most buyers don't really want to
1: do, anyways. Right, yeah, Taking, taking the panels up, the air conditioner up in a nice hot attic. (laughs) Looking in there and looking at you know not only looking for the date date of the unit when it was manufactured, but looking to see is this dusty? Is this all covered in condensation? Is everything in here soaking wet? Are there you know are there evidence? Is there evidence of mice up here? Mm -hmm. Are mice living in the unit, which I've seen plenty of times? Yeah,
0: my husband does uh, heat and air, and he did commercial and. He's actually seen <laughs> raccoons I and all kinds of things in heating coils and units, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Right, pretty <laughs> exactly. So, what I hope that uh, our listeners get from this is, you know, it is important to hire a qualified home inspector, somebody with uh, education and certification behind them. Um, they do need to commit to a few hours uh, during the process yes. to make sure that they're there um, and available to ask questions, look at the report, really identify areas of concern um, and you know just make sure that they've protected themselves so well Bob I'm glad you came in today I'm sure that somebody listening to this is was probably teetering on whether or not they needed a home inspector when it was time but um, I can tell you after over a decade of doing real estate it, it is very important to do a home inspection just to be sure like you said there could be little things that we think are easy but in reality, they could be much bigger issues. I've seen cut trusses because people have updated their heat and air units and, you know, couldn't (laughs) fit them in the attic. And, you know, the homeowner thought it was just fine, you know, and in reality you get a good snow load and the whole house could
1: come crashing down. And it could really cause problems.
0: Mm -hmm. So is there any last comments that you want to share?
1: Um, really? Really the best thing I think is just to... Go on ahead and take the time, do, the, do your due diligence, find out up front what, if there's going to be any issues. And that's for whether you're buying or selling.
0: Mm-hmm. That, pre, that preliminary inspection when you're selling is nice. Right.
1: The, the whole key to it, really, I think, is knowledge is power. Knowledge helps you come back with good offers, knowledge helps you know what you're looking at, um, or knowledge also tells you, hey, we went through the house, he spent three hours looking at it, and he didn't find a single thing wrong with it. Yeah. The we're, best we're gonna be okay. The
0: best three to four hundred dollars you'll ever spend not to Absolutely. be thousands upside down. Right. So, well, Bob, thank you. You are oh, my, my last interview of the year for 2016. <laughs> I hope you have a great holiday. Thank and, you um, too. We're going to have all of Bob's contact information on the blog and in the show notes. Um, so, if you would like to call him, ask him a few more questions, or even hire him for the um, home inspection for a purchase or home inspection for that preliminary sale. And remember, we also talked about if you're getting prepared to sell, even in the next year or two, it's probably nice to get your hand on what could be wrong so that you could budget that out and get it fixed before you're ready to put your house on the market.
1: Right. And people are free to call anytime if you have just an off-the-wall question or something like that. You're more than welcome to give me a call.
0: You want to go ahead and give me your phone number?
1: Yes. It's uh, area area code 757-677-6327.
0: Right. And we'll have your email and any website or contact information that yes. you shouldn't.
1: There's a lot of information on the website, too, that you could look at. And just head off um, problems. Just go right down the checklist, take a look. Very good. Thank you. Thank you.